What is up, everybody? My name is Andrew Mencher, and this is the Wisdom in Sound Show. If this happens to be your first time with us, thank you for showing up. This show is about bringing you some information that will help inspire you. If you're a musician or a creative individual, this show is for you. If you do find value in what you're hearing, please give me a five-star rating on iTunes. I do not make any money from this. This is strictly for my passion and to bring together awesome people to form an amazing community. If you can also share this with your friends and family, that would be killer. I will return the favor in any way I can. If you let me know, I will give you a shout-out on the show without a doubt. Another thing you can do is send me your feedback about the show. I would love to hear from you. You can always email me at andrew at wisdomandsound.com. I also accept music submissions, so if you're a band or an artist and you have some great examples of your music, you should definitely send it my way and I may put you on the show. Today's guest is an amazing artist as always. She's a drummer, she plays bass, she plays guitar, piano, she sings, writes her own music. She actually just released her first album. Her name is Elise Tro, and it is my absolute pleasure of having her on the show. So Elise, how are you doing? Good, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for taking your time to interview with me today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and what you're currently up to? Yeah, so uh, I started drumming uh, when I was about 10, and I've been playing music since I was 6. I really got into songwriting and stuff when I was around 12, and have been working on my album for the past year and a half, so it was released uh, about a month ago. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, my background, I'm only 17, so it doesn't go that back that far, obviously. <laughs> now, that's cool, though. You said you started playing when you were six or so? Yeah, I took classical piano lessons. I was super into it, and then once I got the drums, piano went out the door for a little bit. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that definitely, I think... I had a pretty musical upbringing. My parents brought me to a lot of concerts when I was younger. Um, uh, actually, my sister was really into Barry Manilow, so when I was that was the first concert I went to. <laughs> it's kind of funny, oh, wow. but um, so Barry Manilow. Then we saw an Indigo Girls concert. Uh, Nickelback actually when they before um, they had a bad rap. I guess I still don't understand that, but yeah, um, whole bunch of different different uh, huge variety of bands. My parents took me to so. Yeah, definitely yeah. a musical childhood. <laughs> right, that's cool. So you, would you say they, they played a large part in your career so far? Yeah, definitely. I mean, they've been super supportive. Neither of them are, like, musicians, but um, they just, like, were really open to introducing me to different types of music. And when I asked, they didn't, like, force me to take piano lessons or drum lessons. It's just, like, when I asked, um, I was really, like... Uh, really kind of pushy when I was younger about getting yeah. lessons, so they, but they like let me and they they let me, um, on dr- drums it was a little harder to, get, to convince them, but yeah. uh, after like three months of lessons, they, they got me a drum kit and they like realized I was, as they realized I was more serious about it, um, they became more supportive and I mean they were supportive the whole time, but they, they definitely, I'm very lucky, they have great parents. Yeah, totally, sounds like it. I was reading that you kind of got your first taste for drums through the game Rockstar. Rock Band, right, right. Rock Band, okay. 360, yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> so previous to that, though, you hadn't played drums or anything like that? You just, how did that come about? So, yeah, I mean, we just got that game, and then I liked playing the drums on there, I guess. So, I, I mean, I was 10, so, like, this is just, like, what I remember of it. But, yeah, um, yeah so I, I just liked playing the ga- uh, drums in the game. And then also my mom's friend, um, another mom, like, her mom friend was also, um, she was taking lessons from a from a local musician, uh, producer guy who, who played drums. And so that kind of also inspired me to start taking lessons. Got you. Very cool. Would you consider drums your favorite instrument? Yeah, probably. I mean, I ever since I started singing a couple of years ago, um, that's kind of been my, my second favorite. So, like, drums is my definitely my go-to. And then singing is my what I've been spending a lot of, a lot of time improving. And uh, that's been a lot of fun for me also. Right. Yeah, that's really cool. I I know that you've been working, you said a year and a half on this new record. Mm-hmm. How long did you know you wanted to do a record? Well, I actually signed to a local uh, record label here in San Diego. Okay. And um, I initially went as a drummer because like up until that point, I was I was playing drums mostly like in school in this other thing called School of Rock um, with like other kids and jamming with other kids. And I was doing a little bit of songwriting and singing, but really not much at all. I was kind of like honestly pretty bad <laughs> when I was younger yeah. there. But um, uh, so I went to the record label, and they they're like, oh, she she's a drummer. Maybe we'll find her some bandmates. We'll put a band together, something like that. And then the producer guy came over to my house and was like, oh, you also sing and play all these instruments. You should make a song or an album where you play everything. Yep. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a cool idea. Um, and so I decided to do that and. So I guess it, it took a year and a half probably because I was really learning how to songwrite a lot. Like a lot of it was a, a learning process for me because I'd hardly really written full songs before and uh, my singing was not the best. So a lot of it was spent like practicing and songwriting um, on that end. And also just yeah. like learning about the recording process because I was really new to that. But um yeah, I mean that's. I guess it really just once the idea happened, that's when it, when the album started being recorded, right, or not yeah. being recorded, but being written and recorded. Sure, got you. And did you write a lot more songs than you put on the album? Uh, I probably wrote. I probably only wrote like maybe like twenty songs to like ten on the album. Okay. So not like not a whole ton because a lot a lot of them. Like the little songs I would come up with, I would end up making into full songs and and putting them on the album. Uh, I think I had I had a good sense of like what was working and what wasn't early on. So like I have a lot of little demos and riffs and lyric ideas laying around. But um, I guess like the development of a song, I, I like will sometimes I'll just know like oh this isn't working like after a verse and I'll dump it. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, I recorded like two or three other tracks that didn't actually make it on the album that were like fully recorded and um, stuff, but they they just didn't really come together. So I think I might might save those and redo them for the next album. Maybe like an EP or something in between. Mm, yeah, something like yeah. that. I was reading a little bit of your bio, and I read about you had a little trouble with the contract or whatnot with Pacific Records. How did that come about, and how were you able to overcome that challenge? Right, so um, 
they were just um, some things in the contract that weren't being fulfilled on their end, and so gotcha. um, I ended up leaving the the. It was pretty easy to leave the contracts because because they weren't fulfilling their end of the, of the deal, you know. So um, yeah, it, it just kind of ended up being a good learning experience for me and um and I continued recording independently. That was that was about maybe like a, a fourth of like a fourth of the, the time making the album was with them. And the rest right. of it I spent doing it on my own. Really? Okay. That leads me to my next question. Do you have a team behind you now or manager or anything like that? Uh no. I mean I'm I manage myself and then my, my yeah. parents are really they help me with um, some of the business end of it, okay. for sure. But um, as far as like musically and like social media, all that is pretty much just me. Wow, yeah, that's amazing. How did you build your social media so large? Um, it really started on Instagram. So I, I started yeah. doing or uh, starting to push that uh, because of the album. So before that, I'd only really released a couple of videos on YouTube. Uh, like live performances at the School of Rock and um, a couple from when I was like 10 or 11 playing drums, just like messing around with videos. Yeah. And um, I also had in, uh, entered the Hit Like a Girl contest in 2014 or 13, 14, 15 and wow. 16, I think. And um, the I, in 2015, I was, I was a finalist. So that, that video kind of picked up a little on YouTube, but I started posting the drum com uh, drum videos and other kinds of videos and pictures on my Instagram account. And the first one I posted was uh, reposted by the Promark page. And so that really helped start get the ball, getting the ball rolling. So that was probably like the first couple hundred followers. And then after that, I it was a lot of um, like trial and error. So I would look at other people, um, see what they're doing with their like, like hashtags. I'm like, how does all this work? Because like yep. there isn't really a... Uh, comprehensive like Instagram doesn't tell you all about their about their um you know their how it all works so I it was a lot a lot of just trial and error seeing like oh lighter colors work better or more bright pictures or um video content it works great or hashtags you can do 30 of them and you can put them in the comments or whatever you know lots of stuff like that so yeah over the last couple of years I've just really been um Learn, or not a couple of years, I guess like one and a half, two years now. But um, I've been learning about Instagram and um, and I guess Facebook and YouTube too. I mean, most of my most of my push has done Instagram, just because I, I think I, I chose that that social media platform because um, it's really like a it was at the time like a very cool and hip um, place where a lot of musicians were. Um, like able to sh share their music, I guess, right. and also it's it like kind of fits the the mentality of the short-lived attention span, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, as opposed to YouTube, where I mean, YouTube is a great great platform for artists, which is why I'm trying to get more into that. But um, Instagram is really also really cool that way. Yeah, totally. No, these are really powerful tools, you know. I mean, it's for the audience to know. It's That's how I linked up with you is through Instagram. And then I saw Annie and Hannah on Instagram. So it's just like I'm kind of connecting with everybody on Instagram. Yeah, I think I totally agree. It's I love 
talking to other people about their experiences. That's why um, I've never actually met Annie and Hannah in person because they live halfway across the world. But <laughs> but um, just emailing and doing the collaboration with them and and chatting with other musicians online and in real life. It just um, I think social media is a great way for connecting with other musicians like that, you know, and that's definitely one of the, the benefits of, like, putting yourself out there on social media is that you, you find people with similar interests, similar tastes, and musical style to um, collaborate with, and so that's definitely been one of my favorite parts of building social media. Yeah, absolutely. In addition to that, you're also putting out videos, like, how to record your drums, and, you know, you were giving some tips of, like, oh, export at 48k you know it's like that is really good stuff for people to absorb it's not just your ability or videos of your drumming but you're also kind of giving tutorials and interacting with people do you think that's what attributes to a lot of your connections yeah uh, i haven't done too many of the tutorial style videos i've been okay thinking about getting more into it. i did that one with the beat um for like for the they were it's a online drumming community and so okay. they were doing a feature on me and so that that's where that came from but I think cool. um, just like the openness of like being open on social media about like what you're doing and how you do it is really um, a good way to connect with people because um, you know just like let lets them know what you're doing how you're doing it and so I think yeah I really I like to keep my like social media uh, on social media I like to keep my I guess musical life open if that makes sense <laughs> absolutely yeah I think it's important you know people connect with you you know you say something or do something that resonates with them and obviously they they know you're a real person you know so mm -hmm. I think that's definitely an important factor of social media because um it's a personal connection you know yep absolutely and the ability yeah. to really like express your art and yourself through a one minute video, which is, it's it's crazy and it's difficult, <laughs> but it's, uh, I mean, if you have enough of them, um, you know, little squares <laughs> add up. Yep. <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, the ability to convey your talent and your message within a minute like that, it, that's a skill in itself. So definitely, I agree, especially in today's world with social media, it's, uh, it's like opened up opportunity for more people. So it's, um, more people have access to it, and also it's more competitive. So, uh, but beyond being a good musician, you have to like learn how to market. You have to learn how to do all that. So, it's yep. not. I'm not sure if it's something that I've always like dreamed of doing, like marketing on social media. But it's something that I've actually grown to love because it's um, right. It's fun, you know. It's like I always think of it like. Um, you know, I, I play the game Civilization Five on Steam sometimes. I got really okay. into that game, but it's kind of you know similar kind of. You have to learn the, you have to learn the rules and like learn how it all works. You know. Yeah, for sure. How much time do you spend on social media? Do you think? Yeah, I probably spend more time on social media now that I'm active on it. I mean, before, I I really spent so like so little time on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram, and. Yeah virtually no time on Twitter. I didn't even have a Twitter account before. But um, since starting Insta like my Instagram account, um, it, that's really changed my perspective of social media, you know. So I spend, I spend a good amount of time on there, but a lot of it is like seeing other people's work. So I, I think 
it's um I try to like limit it to a certain extent, but I still like being able to see what other people like Hannah and Annie are doing yeah. um with their music and it's it's good for like staying connected that way. But I think it's yeah, I mean it, it's really it's what you make of it, you know. Absolutely. Do you plan your days like, okay, I'll spend an hour doing social, I'll spend an hour doing drums, an hour piano, an hour of this and that? How how does your day usually look? Definitely not. I wish it was that like simple, <laughs> but I mean, if I look at the last couple of days, like uh, yesterday I was at a photo shoot from like 9 to 6. It was just wow. this crazy fun. Um, I had so much fun and it was just like it was creative um, shoot and then like uh, sometimes I'll go to, um, like last night I also went to this jazz jam, so I, I try to, I don't know, my days are totally, totally random, you know, I, yeah. I just kind of plan it month by month, week by week, you know, Yeah. but yeah, I mean, I, I try to practice as much as I can, and um, yeah, I don't really have a, a really strict schedule in that sense. Right on. Well, I do want to play a tune from your new album. I know this one was written in 2016, but it's still a goodie, in my opinion at least, so I hope you enjoy it. It's called X Marks the Spot, and of course it's by Elise Tro.
I read you started your own record label. Is that correct? Yeah, that's that's correct. So I, I started my record label. It's called Goober Records. I started to to release music under it. So I released my my album under under that label, and um, right. I think just to have that kind of um, structured structured format to release music under. I think it's also um, just good to have the experience of like knowing how that like that business end works, you know. Sure. Do you plan on working with other artists? That that could that's a possibility definitely. So like I'm thinking yeah. if I do like collaborations with people or and and we're like, "Oh, well, we did this song together and it's not really going on either of our albums. I can release it under my record label and um it, it kind of have it be like a collective in a sense, not as much as like a traditional label, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I know of a group, it's like a co-op, and they give financial backing to bands and artists and then not charge them any interest on it. So I don't know how it all works, but I like the idea of co-op, you know? That's cool, yeah. Yeah, that is pretty cool. You started getting into the engineering side, is that correct? Uh, up it, yeah, with like my um, videos and stuff. But Right. Yeah, my album was all recorded at uh, Pacific Beat with Alan Sanderson. And um, one track actually with Hoffy up in uh, Escondido, Christopher Hoffy. Cool. And um, but yeah, I mean, I'm a little bit into the into the engineering side, but not not as much as like the video and, and musical side. Right, I got you. You're more the artist than right. the technical. Yeah, I think there's definitely like I've I've met people who are just so good at the technical side that like I feel no need to learn that almost. Right. That I I think. I don't know. I I I spread myself thin already with um, <laughs> instruments and with video and social media. I think um, audio engineering is something I just I know the basics of, and I feel like that's enough for now, at least yeah. um, for me. Well, I'll tell you the recording on that the beat. You had the little audix pack, and you showed the kick and snare. Oh yeah. Yeah, it sounded really good because that was your music, obviously. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I normally with the drum videos, I do like a kick and an overhead, so not that much. Yep. But actually, with this latest one that I posted, um, uh, actually Pearl just reposted. I think you can find it there. But cool. I, I did like more of a full miking setup. So I did like overhead, kick, snare, and then all the toms. Okay. I'm trying to like take my drum miking to the next level. <laughs> In that sense, yeah. I have the, I have the mics. I just I'm working on getting the skill up, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. What are you recording into? Pro Tools or something else? Yeah, so I, I record into Logic. Um, right, okay. And then the interface, I use this audio box. Uh, I think it's 1818 like VSL or something it's called. Yeah, so that that's for drums. And then I use the um, a Apollo Duo for... Right my vocal and for like guitars and pianos and stuff or quick keyboards perfect no it sounds really good all the recordings are like right on point so you're doing a great job thank you absolutely how did you link with alan sanderson uh i originally met him through the record label and then i just continued working with him even after i i left that contract because i i loved his um his style and just working with him he's he's a really good guy to work with Right, yeah, absolutely. Now the record sounds good. I've been jamming out to it all day, so 
Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my personal favorite is track 10, uh, Awake. Okay. Where does your inspiration come from? I, I have no idea from that sense. I mean, when I was, when I was <laughs> six, I started, I started the piano lessons after I, I asked them for piano lessons. I'm like, I really want to play piano because I heard the song. I, I just would listen to music all the time in the car with my earbuds. And the song uh, My Immortal by Evanescence, I was like, oh, my God, that piano part, I want to play it. So I started doing piano lessons and ended up loving playing piano. And I would practice all morning, all night, just all the time. And um, then when I started playing drums, I, the drums, I don't know why, like what it was about them. I think, actually, I mean, <laughs> when I was younger, I had, um, I mean, I, I was pretty OCD about a lot of things. And so I would count, like, my steps and uh, count a lot of things. So, like, that, I feel like that might have... I don't know if that's a far-fetched connection there, but I think there's a lot of, I mean, obviously a lot of counting in drums, so yeah. I think that might have actually been, like, one of the reasons why I, it really stuck with me, you know? Sure. Were you in music classes in school? Not in elementary school, really. We we did, okay. like, I did flute, and I, I was really bad, but... Um, <laughs> But uh, in high school and in middle school, I, I did some orchestra, like with timpani and uh, whatever. But I joined the jazz band in eighth grade. And so that was like the main thing. That's where I like really took to jazz drumming. Because before that, I had just done rock drumming, really. Like rock and a little bit of funk kind of stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that's where kind of like the jazz inspiration comes from, from the albums. Cause, or from, my, from the, the album, not albums. But uh um, yeah, because we would play songs in jazz band, and I'd be like, oh my gosh, that's a really cool song. I'm going to go listen to it and listen to this recording and this. And um, it just kind of kind of stuck with me. Yeah, indeed. Has all your endorsements come through your Instagram? I know you're sponsored by, you said Regal Tip and Pearl? Right. Uh, so Pearl, after, so the Hit Like a Girl contest, when I was the finalist, I... I got some TRX symbols as part of the, the prize. Got it. And I met uh, the guy there, David Levine. He, he runs TRX. He's the, the founder. Um, and he introduced me to a guy at Pearl who gave me a discount on a kit because I was playing a Pearl export, and then he, he got me a discount for a Pearl reference kit. And so nice. they, they I've known them since before the whole Instagram thing. Um, through the Hit Like a Girl contest, and so that, that I've really been, um, oh, maybe that, that was actually a little bit later, huh? Yeah, my bad. So, I mean, I'm, I, I met them before, but the reference kit happened a little later, but um, <laughs> timeline's getting messed up in my head, but yeah, yeah so I've just, the, um, with Pearl Drums, I've just been playing them for a really long time, and uh, so that, that's kind of how that connection happened, and then a couple months ago, they reached out to me about doing a full endorsement instead of just the um the like artist discount. And right. uh with Regal Tip, I met them at NAM actually. So um I met this guy at in the food court while I was eating a burger <laughs> and he's like, Yeah, you should try out Regal Tips. Um I'm like, okay. So we walk over to the Regal Tip booth and I meet the guys at Regal Tip and um the owners and they were all so nice and I loved the the whole vibe and uh like the message of the company. And I love the six too, so I ended up signing an endorsement with them just a little while after Nam this year. Wow! So I think I think the the Instagram 
obviously did have an effect on on those endorsements happening. Sure. But um, I think it was important for me to meet and connect with the the company and the people I would be working with outside of just social media. That's amazing that you brought those up about NAM and these other conferences. How important do you view conferences? Well, I've only been to NAM like twice in the past. Like I went last year and then I went this year. I don't okay. think it really. I think it's really good for real, like real life. You know, connecting because yeah. Um, when I went to NAM the first time, I had started building up my my Instagram. Um, because I, I was starting, I wanted to get some, something going online before I released my album. And I went to NAMM and I met, um, a whole bunch of people just totally outside of the whole Instagram world. Um, and it just, I think, I think it's, it's, it's helped me a lot, um, as far as meeting people and, and connecting with other musicians. Um, but I'm not sure if like going to that directly relates to social media. I guess I, social media definitely relates to the conventions, but not yeah. the other way around. Does that make sense? Totally. If I have the following, um, I have a following, then people will contact me when Nam's coming. Like, oh, let's meet up. So I'll connect with people online before, and then meet with them at Nam, or I'll meet people at Nam, and then. They'll check me out online and be like, "Oh, I can see everything that this girl is doing now." Because it's, um, you know, if if there's nothing on, available online, then people it's harder for them to get a grasp of like what you're about musically and personally and everything. So right. I think it, it really helps since since at those conventions you you don't get to spend that much time with people. Um, like social media is a good a way to um, really help you know, like share your music, obviously. Yeah. No, it's, I think it's huge because it also shows your work ethic and also just how much work you're putting out too. Because if you don't even have a social media or whatnot, it's like, how do we know you're even working? You know, are you really practicing? Are you really a musician? Are you really what you say you are kind of thing? So it definitely means a lot. Right. Yeah. There's definitely, there's all people on all sorts of, I mean, there's people who are, the most legit people and they don't have any social media accounts and there's people who have a bunch of followers but they're nobody or you know it's totally it's it's really hard to gauge on social media i think social media alone is um is worthless without the real life like meat you know (laughs) yeah so it's it's just like something to enhance um the music if that makes sense absolutely 100 percent well, you're doing a fantastic job, to say the least. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. If people want to reach out to you, where's the best place for them to visit your pages? My my Instagram account is Elise Tro, so it's my, my first and last name. That's where I am on all social media, and my website's EliseTro.com. Uh, I have a little contact page on my email, or on my website there, with um, different emails for for different stuff like booking, press, whatever. And uh, it's also a, um, an email on my Instagram bio in the contact button. I'm actually at it right now. So it's Elise Tro, that's E-L-I-S-E-T-R-O-U-W.com. Yeah, so if you just type that into cool. the search bar, it's pretty 
odd last name, so it should <laughs> first couple links should should go to me. <laughs> yep, right on. And then there's links to your new record, so that's there. You can stream the whole album on Spotify right now for free, so that's really cool. Right. So yeah, it's on Spotify, it's on iTunes, Apple Music, all sorts of streaming sites. Very cool. Well, Elise, do you have any last words to give to aspiring artists or a piece of advice, maybe? The best piece of advice I could give is to keep playing with other musicians. I think it's so important to um, expand in that sense musically. I think if, uh, practicing alone for an hour is nothing compared to jamming with other people for an hour, especially if those people are better musicians uh, than you. That's why... I love going to these um, jazz jams in San Diego at Panama 66. I'm not sure if you've heard of that that club. It's kind of like a little restaurant. But I think, yeah, just playing, collaborating, songwriting with other musicians is the best best, um, way to connect and grow as a musician yourself. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I'm only 17. I don't don't know if I (laughs) give the best advice. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I right. don't know much, but that's what I would that's what I would tell myself, I guess. Nah, I think it's really great advice. So you can't get into clubs yet, is that is that the case? Yeah, it's a little hard to do especially in San Diego, there's <laughs> it's such a yeah. like a bar town, you know? Right. You know what I heard of people who were like underage but they could still play at the club but they couldn't like go to the club. Yeah, like they just have to like walk in, walk out at the end of the set. Right, yeah. Have you experienced? It's like a good excuse for someone else to pack up my drum kit, but... (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) That's cool. Well, do you plan on putting together a band so you could start performing your your album? Yeah, so I do play around San Diego a bit. Uh, I have... Okay. I play drums, and I have a bassist and a guitarist who play with me live. Oh, good. So, yeah, I have... um, Actually, my show dates are not listed as of right now, but I have... Um, a little tab on my website with all the live shows. It goes to my Facebook page. So I have my CD release party coming up in May, which is I know it's like after my CD release, but it's uh took a took a little while to get it together, but it's um to celebrate that. And then I'm playing at Adams Avenue Street Fair on uh, April 29th. Cool. And so yeah, I have a couple a couple gigs around town coming up, but I'm definitely working on uh getting my live show together more and to start uh, playing more regional and national gigs. Very cool. All right, Elise, well, thank you again for everything. I really appreciate it. And we'll talk real soon. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. You guys, I really hope you're feeling inspired right now. Elise is not even 18 yet, and she's doing all this amazing work. So if you're not ready to write your album or practice your instrument, you got to step it up for sure. I know I'm about to pick up some drumsticks and work on my rudiments right now, without a doubt. If you guys are feeling it, please reach out. Let me know. You can email me, andrew at wisdomandsound.com. Also, I would accept five-star ratings on iTunes without a problem. Everybody who has an iPhone has an app called Podcasts. All you have to do is search Wisdom and Sound on that app Hook me up with a five-star rating. Let me know. I'll give you a shout-out on the show and return the favor in any way I can, for real. So definitely hit me up and let me know. 
Otherwise, if you can share this with your friends and family, I would really appreciate it. As I mentioned earlier, I do not make any money from this. You don't hear about any advertisements or endorsements other than my guests. And that's pretty much how it's going to continue because this is all about you and the community that I'm building. And I want to give you the best experience possible. So I thank you so much for being here. My name is Andrew Mencher, and this is Wisdom and Sound. Yeah, 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 yeah.